What up, kids? This is Julio Paco Cervantes here with Jesse the Roller Herrera. What's up, Jesse? What's up, Julio? So, what's that, brother? Too much, man. I just got out of work right now. Damn. It's only 12 o'clock, so what time do you start work today? Uh, Four in the morning. Jesus, bro. You, you live like a bread guy. <laughs> nah, I think the bread guy goes in a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So, what's up, dog? Edmund's not here today. That's your wife. The last time we had her in, she was telling us her story. Uh, you know this podcast is going to be you, you, your lady, and me breaking shit down. Yeah. So, you know, I want to get a little bit of her story, your story, and, you know, well, I'll work in my story somehow, you know? Yeah. So, where did you grow up, brother? I grew up in Boyle Heights. I've been there for 33 years. Fuck, by your life? Pretty much. The mayor of Boyle Heights. <laughs> Incoming mayor. But yeah, pretty soon. So hopefully. Where'd you go? Where'd you go to elementary? I went to Evergreen. Evergreen, Evergreen Elementary. Yeah. Except the cemetery? No, no, no. Over here by the 10th freeway. Oh, Marengo. Yeah. Right back. Yeah. One, one street up Marengo. Oh, damn, you're really over here on this side. Yeah. That's crazy. So junior high? Uh, junior high, I went to uh, Belvedere, and then I got uh, I got kicked out. Got sent to Hollenbeck. So that's where the madness started. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how, how old were you there when you got kicked out? I'm gonna say I was in seventh grade, about twelve years old. What happened? Why would they? Why would they kick, kick you oh. out of junior high? I mean, come on. At least went to high school. Oh man, we we uh well in seventh grade, in seventh grade, and, and when you when you well back then when you were in junior high they, they uh they give you sex ed class. <laughs> So, uh, what did you do, fucker? We were, <laughs> we were learning about, you know, what men and women do, you know, and uh, I had these girls one day, they were like, oh, you want to show me, you know, like, like you want to show me your privates, you know, and I was wearing shorts, so me being a gentleman that I am, I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I got, I got close to getting expelled that one time. But they were like, nah, we're just going to kick you out. So they kicked me out, sent me to Hollenbeck. Shit. So you graduated from Hollenbeck? Nah, I didn't graduate from Hollenbeck. Well, what'd you go to? What'd I went you, to Roosevelt. What? Yeah, but from junior high, you, you finished junior high at Hollenbeck? Yeah, I finished That's junior high at Hollenbeck. Yeah. I, and then you went to Roosevelt? Yeah, Roosevelt. So Roosevelt was cool. What happened in San Diego? They said that you just had just come back from San Diego. Oh, I left here because things were getting a little bit too hectic. So I had to go to San Diego, and I used to live. In, I used to live in a nice area, El Cajon. Um, I had my own little job. Um, I had my own place, a one-bedroom apartment. You know, not hooked up, but it, it came furnished already. So just one bedroom. Um, and I got into trouble over there, so I was like, you know, I gotta either move from there. To um, somewhere else, Chula Vista or something, you know, or, or come back. So I decided to come back. Who are, stay, who are you staying with over there? With? At the beginning, I was staying with a friend that was living over there. And then How old were you, like 15, 16? Nah, I was, I was already like 18. I was 18 already. I came out of high school. Um, my, my grandmother, when she noticed that I was getting too crazy over here, so she was like, nah, you got to go. And you gotta go to San Diego. So I left to San Diego with my friend, and he uh, gave me a place to stay for about a month or two. I got myself situated, got myself a job, saved some money, um, got my own place, um, had a beat up car that took me to work and back home, because that's all I knew in San Diego. You know, you don't know no, nobody, mm -hmm. you don't know anything, you know? So uh, I started working for a company called Riff. It was a shoe place. Uh, pretty much started like from 7 to 2.30, 3 o'clock, go home. And then uh, where I lived, like I said, it was a nice area, but there was still, you know, little clicks here little and there. And I just, you know, I was always bald, never had hair. Um, so one day somebody came up to me and told me, hey, bro, what's up? Where are you from? I just, all I had to say was L.A. That's it. Yeah. You know, and once you do that, it's, they don't they don't like you down there. It's only cracking. Yep. 
pretty much come out wearing Dodgers shirts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Go Dodgers. Damn, so you come back, you know your grandma know? Is that who raised you? Your grandma raised you? Yeah. Um, I come back, and when I was staying at my grandma's, I used to stay in a garage. It was converted into a, like a two-bedroom garage with a small kitchen, restroom, shower. So I didn't have a key, you know, and I didn't want to break into my grandma's house. So I decided, why not? Let's break into the garage. So I went in through the window, and my grandma wasn't home. So I went in through the window, and maybe like around 5, 6 o'clock, I hear a car pull up. It's my grandmother with my mom. And she opens the door, she comes inside, you know, and then little by little, I just opened the door. I went outside and I knocked on her door. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need a place to stay, you know. Can I stay in the garage again, you know. She was like, yeah. She was like, you know, this is your house. So. Damn. So after that, what, you started college and shit or what? <laughs> nah. Um, well, you know, grandmothers, you know, if you're going to stay here, you got to get a job. So, um. I known this man across the street practically practically my whole my whole life. Practically my whole life. But since I was young. Um he used to work for a company that did uh, sheet metal roofs. So uh he hired me, he gave me a job, started working with him. Um I didn't have a license, so he pushed me little by little, hey you know you gotta get your license because you never know if something happens on the job, you gotta drive. So I would drive the company truck, um one day, he told me, hey, you know what, I want you to get your uh, your permit and stuff, go get it, go sign up. I took my test, I passed it. Um, about three weeks later, I needed a car to do my test. So he's like, you know what, we'll just do it in the company truck. Don't worry about it. So yeah, one day we go to work, come out early, about one o'clock, we go to the DMV right here in Lincoln Heights. I'm driving the company truck, doing my test. Yeah, we all took our test right there in Lincoln Heights, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip. Fuck. So how long were you working at that place for? About two years. I worked there for two years and then I got out of there because I got a better better chance to work at another company doing the same thing, but just a little bit further. Going back to San Diego, you know, Temecula, Chino, Indio. Um, fuck. Um, San Jose. We did a couple of jobs in San Jose. Sure, in San yeah. Fucking traveling sheet metal guy. Well, yeah, we, we would, like, uh, San Diego, we stay there the whole week, come back on the weekend, go back during the week, come back during the weekend. Jesus. So, in the meantime, you were still gangbanging? Yeah. And so, you, time, you were yeah. doing, like, both things at once? Well, when I was here on the weekend, yeah, it was all about being outside, chilling with the homies, kicking in, you know? Doing your thing. Representing? But, yeah, but during the week when I was at work, I mean, I can't do nothing from San Diego. Damn. And you also said that you grew up, you grew up with a stepfather. I grew up with a stepfather, and, and, you know, I think that's a fucked up situation to be in as a man. You know, when you're a boy and, and you know, but inside you, you're a man. You know, you feel like a fucking man. You're, you know, uh, you're growing up by yourself, and then this motherful thing at your pad, it's kind of crazy, you know. Because you ain't shit to him, he don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you think that's what drives you to be the way you are? You know, be, being a I think pretty so. much independent? I think so, because that, that kind of pushed me to rebel. You know, like, to be... To be mean, I guess you could say. You know, not, not to be in... You know, like, my mom would tell me, hey, don't do this. I'd be like, nah, fuck that, I'm gonna go do that shit. You know, like, I didn't really care. You know, I, I really never liked them, you know, so... Was, I think so. Yeah, it's true. Because I see all these kids that grow up with their fathers, you know, and, like, I mean, look look at my sons, you know, they grow up with their fucking dad, and they're little bitches, you know? And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? At your age, I was already walking by myself out there. Nah, but see, the thing is that... Uh, the way we got raised to the way they were bringing up our kids is totally different. Because I don't know if you remember it. When you were a kid, 
you were you were you, it was okay to be out in the street to go out and play to go do whatever the, you wanted to go out in your bike and skateboard and do whatever you want because your parents weren't around they were either working or work days work nights swing shift afternoon shift you weren't home so they they didn't really know what you were doing parents now they're more Oh, nah, you know, you can't go inside. You got to stay inside. You know, we're going to go to the park on the weekend. Or don't do this. Don't do that. Don't go here. Don't, you know. I tell my kids, you know, be be a, be the leader, not the follower. You know, if you see somebody jumping off a bridge, you let that fool kill himself. You know, you stay to the side. Record that shit or something. Don't even, <laughs> 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 I was on my ass. Don't even record it. <laughs> YouTube hits. Everybody's a YouTube bitch. Yeah, that's a trip, bro. I mean, it's crazy. Now, to get to the point of this conversation here, how does fucking Jesse figure he's going to tame a chick like Esme? I mean, because you hear her, bro. You hear how she talks. I mean, obviously, you knew her from before, so you knew what you were getting into. But yeah. what, what clicks in your fucking head after gangbanging, doing all the stupid shit you do in the neighborhood, being able to recognize... I mean, you you can pretty much tell everybody's intentions or intent towards you. You're not a stupid person, bro. When somebody's that you know doesn't like you, you figure that shit out. Yeah. Okay. The first thing that came out of this girl's mouth, and I, I know she's trying to be funny, but it, it does kind of hurt to say, yeah, I remember that fat fuck. All right. What clicked in your fucking head to say, you know what, bitch? You're going to eat those fucking words and you're going to be my fucking girl. Because I see how she looks at you and she's fucking big time in love with you, bro. You know what? When I wait, met her the first... Wait, wait, Let me ask a question. Where the fuck did you get those balls, Jesse? Just how I asked Esme, where did you get those balls? I'm asking you right now, where did you get those balls? Because that's a lot of balls all over the face. <laughs> well, you know what? I tell a lot of people, you know what? Balls. Everybody has balls. It just depends if you want to use them, you know? Like I tell people, you know, my balls are right here. They don't run back from nobody. They don't talk about nobody. They don't, you know, my balls are right here. You know, they're right here. They're strong. They don't run. They don't talk back, you know. So, she, she, she was, how do you say? Uh, don't be scared, bro. She don't was difficult. You know, she was, no, she was difficult at the beginning. She was difficult. You know, like she said that we met. You know, and we took it on for a minute. We went on for about a year before we actually really, really got together. You know, and then after that, about a year and a half, you know, she was like, well, pregnant. You know, at that time, I still wasn't ready to be a father. I was still a kid myself, you know. But one thing that, that always stood in my head, you know what, like, I never had a father. I never had a father figure there to be like, hey, this is how you play football. This is how you play baseball. This is how you throw a baseball. This is how you catch a ball. You know, so I was like, nah, I gotta be there for my kids. You know, like, I mean, I loved her. She's always known I loved her. It's just, I was, at that time, I wasn't ready to be a father. You know, I was too much into being in the hood, in the streets, you know. Fuck, I leave at 8 in the morning, I wouldn't come back to like 2, 3 a.m. You know, and she, my grandma be calling me, she be calling me, my cousin's wife calling me, my... My aunt be calling me, you know, where you at? <laughs> well, you're out there hoop banging? I was <laughs> not hoop banging, just doing other things. I was more into, uh, we would, we would hit people that had stuff. Sandra, that's the fuck Nah, I don't got a lot, but, you know. Nah, not like that. I see you look at my dollhouse over there. Nah, not like that. We, we, we. We uh we would hit people that have. Just, you were hustling. Yeah, hustle. You know, we would hustle for things. You know, if we knew, you know, most of the stuff we did was in in Whittier. You know, city of Whittier, Whittier Hills. Yeah, well, that's some Kim Kardashian shit right there. Uh. Yeah, pretty much, bro. That's. <laughs> so, you find out you're gonna be a dad. What, what what do you feel like? Bob? At first, yeah, like, he's Do like I run? right now, like, fuck, like, I fucked up. <laughs> but then I was like, nah, you know what? I don't believe in abortions, you know, so I was like, that's, that's my son, you know, like, I gotta, I gotta man up. You gotta man up. 
You know, I was young. You have to man up. You gotta do what you gotta do for your family now. So, you know, I fucking started hustling to get my my son his stuff. You know. Did Did you start looking for work or? Nah, I didn't look for work. I was out in the street hustling. I make more money in the pink apartments than I did working. That's crazy. So, you're not afraid of getting caught, taking to jail, getting killed, getting shot, leaving that little boy right there. And you didn't even know you were going to have a boy. I you just, just yeah, you had something coming, I right? Just, yeah, I just knew I was having a, a baby. I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl yet. Nah, I wasn't scared of that. I was, I don't know, I was a fool, man. Just living life, I guess, to the fullest at that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's some crazy shit. So, any runners with the cops? You know, any... Cops never really chased me. Anytime they did chase me, I would run home. Go home and, and they'd be there already because they already knew who I was. They knew where I lived. You know, anytime they see me in my car, pull over, get off the vehicle, practically strip search. It's crazy. So, how'd you get into the grocery business? Because that's a whole different life than, than the construction business. Okay, well, when I was in high school, graduating high school, they had a program. And they give you like five credits, you know, that would help you towards your graduating, whatever, okay. So I got into that program. It was a working program. And they told me all you have to do is find a job. As long as you don't work, I think back then it was like 20 hours a week, you were cool. So, yeah, after school, I went and... Got out of school, went to go look for a job. I went to Food for Less right down First Street. Talked to the manager. Oh, yeah, you know, we could use you in the daytime, you know, after school for a couple hours. Okay. So I got hired there. Um, when I graduated high school, I told my boss, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going a, I'm to a graduate high school, you know? Can can you guys hire me full-time? They're like, well, we can't hire you full-time, but we could call you uh, part-time, and, you, you know, you go from there. So, my first job was at Food for Less, as a... On First Street. On First Street, as a box boy, putting gold bags back on the shelf. Hey, I'm a box boy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened from there? You became a journeyman clerk? Um, nah. Started, uh, got to meet some guys that, you know, they worked there for a long time, got into some stuff, um... I had to voluntarily quit. And when I left there, that's when I started working construction. Shit, by then you were you like 19, 20? About 20, 19, 20. Damn. And how many years you did construction for? I did construction for seven years. Fuck, that's a little life right there. That's a little... It's, it's, it's hard, man. I, people that work construction, I give it to them, man. It's shit, no, it's not, not easy. It's not like people think that, oh, man, you know, these guys just go and fucking sit down and not do nothing. Yeah, you might do that for an hour or two, but for the rest of the day, you're, you're putting in hard labor, you know? When, when you got to, when you're working in a building that's six stories and then you're working in sheet metal and you're not going to carry one piece of sheet metal from the first floor to the sixth floor, you know, and then you can't use the elevator because sometimes there's no elevator or they don't want you to use the elevator because it's brand new. They don't want you to scratch it or ding it. So you got to use the ladder or you got to use the stairs, you know. So you take, let's say you take um, edging, the one that goes on the side of the roof. It's two by two, ten pieces. Let's say about 50 pounds, six floors up, about a... 20, 30 times? It's fucking workout right there. Yeah. That's <laughs> like bringing a keg up the stairs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like bringing 30, 40 kegs up your stairs. <laughs> well, I'm going to have you bring it up the next keg up the stairs. Let's see what happens. You're going to give it to me. Uh, so now let's get to the nitty gritty. How did Esme come into your life? Esme came into my life. In August, I'm gonna say July. 
It was a summer love. Yeah, it was, I'm going to say July. It was like spring love, it was summer yeah. love. She, she came into my life in July when I came back from San Diego. That, that, that is the biggest smile I've ever seen this motherfucker put in. You know he did some crazy shit. Um, she came into my life in July. <laughs> July of 2003. Um, I had just got from work. That's just me backing up right now. Fuck you up. I had just come from work and uh, I was sitting in my where my grandma used to live. They used to be in the house in the front and she used to rent to one of my neighbors. So. Uh, So I got my phone and I said, you know what, let me let me call my homegirl, eh? So I call my homegirl and I'm like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, no, nah, I'm right here with my homegirl, chilling at her pad. And I was like, where? She's like, right here, over here in First Street. I was like, all right, cool. Like, what's up? Tell your homegirl. I said, what's up? You know, how old is your homegirl? You know, like, you know, hook me up. Hook me up with one of your friends. And she's like, all right. All right, cool. So uh, she tells me, oh, look, this is my friend Shorty. I'm going to give you her number. All right, cool. So I hanged up with her, and as soon as I hanged up with her, I got the phone, and I called the other number. And I called back, and she answered. She's like, hello? Get close to the mic, bro. I'm we like, can. yeah, um, is this, is this uh, Shorty? She's like, yeah, this is her. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? My name is Jesse. I, I was talking to uh, the homegirl, and I told her, you know, what's up with her friends? So she told me that you were... That she's there with you, you know? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's right here, you know? And then instead of me telling her things, you know, she's like, well, how old are you? I was like, oh, 21? No, I was 20 at the time. I was 20. She's like, all right. You gangbang? Nah. Right. You work? Yeah. All right. All right. So I was like, so when can I meet you? You know, can we go out to dinner? Or, or you know, where do you want to go? And she's like, well, let's go out to a movie. I was like, all right, cool. So it, it still took us a little bit to go out because, like I said, I was, in that time I got the job in San Diego. So I was working during the week in San Diego. And on the weekends, I would come home. So when I called her, it was, it was a weekend. It was a Sunday, too. So I told her, you know what? Um, I can't this week. I go but on the weekend. We could go, you know, because I work in San Diego. I told her, and she's like, all right, cool, you know. Like, that's cool. You just call me on the weekend. So after that day, that I, after the first day I talked to her, I just started calling her every day. I would call her every day. I'd be at work, like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? My boss would be like, hey, man, get off the phone, man. We got work to do. Like, oh, yeah, right now, right now, right now. So I'd call her every day, Monday through Friday, and then the weekend, I just... We go out. I remember the first movie we seen was SWAT Team. That's what I was gonna ask you. What, what was the first movie you saw? SWAT. Yeah, SWAT Team. <laughs> Fucking. Was that LL? Was it what? Was it LL Cool J? Nah, it was. No SWAT. Yeah, right. Nah, not. Nah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool J does. Cool J, yeah, 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 he does come out on the movie. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets up and he goes, look at these, and he sells off all his fucking, yeah, fucking yeah, you're right, motherfucker. Yeah, you're right. So pretty. So yeah, we we seen that movie. So we seen that movie, and then uh, I didn't have a car, so anytime we went anywhere, you know, I I get a taxi. So we go get a taxi, go to the movies, go to dinner, go to eat, taxi. Um, if we were done, let's say with the movie, it was 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. She'd be like, hey, you know what? I got to go home. All right, cool. I have a taxi. Drop me off. Tell the taxi how much is it. Oh, it's going to be about 15 bucks. All right, cool. I give the guy like like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. And I tell, oh, you know what? Just give her the change. Or, you know, all right. So he would take her home, drop her off. Hey, you know what? I'm home. Okay, cool. You know, it was, it was fun. Yeah, it sounds like a trip because I've never heard of anybody dating like that. <laughs> Well, I was better than the bus. No, no shit, yeah. I mean, no, it's cool, it's wild. <laughs> You're making shit work. Oh, you have a personal driver. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 bad. <laughs> it's pretty badass, bro. It's like Uber now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how everybody does it now, but you're, you're ahead of your time. Yeah. So what happens, bro? You you keep calling her, going, taking her out. We keep calling, fucking going out. Start, she starts getting serious. 
Um, she got, or obviously she got pregnant. Um, still working in San Diego. When I was in San Diego, certain, certain, not a lie, she, she got a, my coworker's wife. She didn't really trust him. So there were there were times that, that my coworker's wife and my girl would get together and fucking you hear in the hotel room and you open the door and this damn standing in the front like what the fuck? They roll up on you. They would roll up on us, you know. So we. And you, we, you guys just boyfriend and girlfriend. You guys. Yeah, were just, just, no, no, no. She was she was already pregnant. Oh she was shit. Pregnant. And she was already chasing you like that. No, 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 no. The my coworker's wife. Would chase him like that. Yeah, and she'll take care of me. Yeah, but she would take yeah. She'll take care of me. We're fucking chasing yeah, you, dog. Because we were both down. Hey, hey, hey. Let, me, let me tell you this, bro. I'll put it down to you like this. Esme told that chick. Maybe we gotta go check in these putos and see what the fuck's going on. Maybe you have a car. Yeah, a taxi. No. Okay, well we can still go because I'll go at a taxi to San Diego. <laughs> so this bro, well, look. When my girl got pregnant, that's when I had my truck. So, when she was here, already, when she was pregnant, like, two, three months, she had a truck already. She had my truck. So they but they never take my truck? truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never took my truck. It was her. It was my co-worker's wife. He so, let me figure out how to make her pay for the gas. I get <laughs> No, no, no. Not only that. They would take uh, menudo, pozole, fucking king taco, you so, know, they show up. It was like you guys locked up somewhere in the pen. Well, yeah, because all, all we would eat over there, it was we were stuck in a fucking hotel with two beds. And then we would just go down the street to this fucking market that sell fucking chicken. And we fucking grab a loaf of bread, chicken, and something to drink. Every day. Every day. Damn. The only time we ate good was for, for breakfast and lunch. I mean, the company would pay everything, pay the room, pay breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But they would, they would give us like. Was that been checking up on you? I don't know, maybe. I don't know, bro. Cause um, it's pretty rude. But sorry, people. Jesse's just fucking rude like that. Sorry, guys. Um. Drop the penny. Um. He looks like Kanye at the concert. She would uh. I don't know. They they they. She, we would just, the company would pay for everything. Um, it's just, we, they would say they gave us $175, $200. So those $200, we had to spread them out through the whole week. So, I mean, we could fucking eat good for three days. And then the other two days, we fucking eat Roman noodles. You know? Fuck it. You know? And then we would tell the boss, like, hey, you know what? We need more money. You know? Like, that shit not, what are you guys eating? Well, now when we go to this restaurant right here in the morning, you know? And oh, we go to this marisco place over there for lunch. Oh, that's why. <laughs> you know, like, oh, what do you guys eat for dinner? Oh, no, there's a barbecue place over here. Fucking barbecue is about $20 a plate. Yeah. You know, in two, three days, that's already 120 So he was like, nah, man, you guys, you guys just spending the money wrong. Like, you guys <laughs> need to fucking dollar mania jack in a box for five days. <laughs> I think they were expecting you to go get groceries and... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well, hotels. Two, with two bills, you can get a lot of groceries. Yeah, but if you don't have a Fuck refrigerator... You're, young, to put you're them living, in. bro. You know, you don't have a refrigerator to put all the stuff in. So you see Esme roll up on you guys, and you're like, what the fuck? Well, I wasn't like, what the fuck? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know? My homie was like, oh, fuck. She don't trust me. You know, so we had to call the boss. Hey, boss, what's up? Well, the wife rolled up. We need another room. Okay, that's fine. No problem. Call a guy in the front desk. Fucking give us another room. Ah, that's cool. Nah, the boss was always cool. He was cool with us. It's just, we made wrong choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where'd you go work after that? After that, I started working in the grocery business, man. You came back and you said, back. you know what, I'm a grocery guy. I'm a grocery guy. Well, look, if you want a job, there's always work in the grocery business. There's always work. It's just some people wanting to work. You know, some people want to work, some people want to pick up a check. 
You know, that's 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 how it is. You know, some people want you to give them the job. It doesn't work that way. You know, people got to look for a job. You know, I... I remember... Okay. So, how, what happens? You and Esna went together? Nah, we never went Baby comes. Oh, nah, okay. Happy you know, family. You get a rap four. Okay, nah, look. Nah. When she was like three, four months pregnant, we got a Jeep. You know, she, she had a truck, four doors, clean, brand new, low miles, whatever, okay. So, she never lived with me when, when she was pregnant. She lived at her house. I lived at my house, at my grandma's. Um, when she had the baby, I told my grandma, hey, you know what, I'm moving out. I'm going to move in with her. Uh, but I, I, that was like the biggest mistake that I could have done to move in with her house and her parents' house. I've learned that we can't live with family. This is no all bad. Yeah, everybody's on everybody's business. Yep. So, how do you guys move in together? Okay, we move in. The baby comes. Probably like a week old. Um... I told my grandma, hey, you know what? I'm going to move in her house. I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to take off. She's like, all right. She's like, I ain't kicking you out. She goes, whenever you need to come back, your house is there. All right, cool. So I took off. I move in with her. Um, everything's cool. I'm working, still working in, in Indio, um, San Diego, Temecula. Um, and then one day, I get up like around 3, 4 in the morning. And these guys pull up to me like, hey, what's up, man? Where you from? No, well, I'm from here. All right. Hey, well, you know what? We just want to give you the heads up. You know that your brother-in-law's over here saying all this crap. You know, we just want you to watch out. You know, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I just, I just, I just live here, bro. I just sleep here. You know, I with my wife and my 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 son. Like, I'm not here banging on your neighborhood. I care less what happens around in your shit. Like, handle your shit. You know, and the guy's like, nah, we just want you to be careful because, you know, your brother-in-law's over here spreading all these rumors that you're over here and doing this and doing that. I'm like, nah, bro. So, I get in the truck, warm it up, call my girls, like, 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning, and I tell her, hey, you know what? When I get home, your brother better not be in the house because I'm going to fuck him up. You know, he just tried to get me killed. So that made you move out? Yeah, that made me move out. Fuck yeah. You never know, man. How did um Ismis that take it when he found out that she was pregnant? Oh, not good. Not good at did all. Did you go talk to him? Nah. I, I didn't meet him to the baby shower. That's when I met him. To the baby shower. Like maybe a week before she had the baby. And the mom too. I never met him. How come you never went to talk to them? I, I seen them, like the mom, my mother-in-law, I would always talk to her, I see her, it's just the dad. The dad always worked nights, so I really never seen him till the baby shower, because he was there. That was the day that he gave me the talk. What, what does that mean, to do for a living? Well, back then, he used to, leave at, he used to work at uh, Krispy Kreme's. Oh, the donuts? Yeah. The baker? Yeah. He Everything goes back to bread. Um, he, he was the one that did the, the donuts. They put them in the machine and make yeah. sure they got out, put the glaze on all that. Yeah, he would do that. Well, that's a trip. Wow. No wonder he'd be pissed off when they pulled him out of work. He's over here making donuts and shit. <laughs> nah, so well, he, they, well, he gave you the breakdown. What were you expecting? Like, what? Can you get better than Not really. Not really because that's what I that's what I kind of thought at the beginning like fuck you know like I fucked up when I have a baby I'm not ready like fuck I don't have shit. Um, but but as this dad wants to give you the talk. Well he 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 gave me the talk, but not a talk like oh you know he gave me the talk like when are you guys getting married like nah, I don't want to get married. What do you mean you don't want to get married? Nah I don't want to get married. Like my parents were together for like over twenty years like, and they're not married. Nah, you gotta get married because you're a sinner and 
nah, I'm not getting married. Talk to your daughter. She don't want to get married either. You know? Esme didn't want to get married. Esme never really wanted to get married. I'm the one that kind of pushed it towards the end. So she never wanted you to go talk to, to her dad when she got pregnant? Nah. She's like, she, I'm going to do this shit by myself? Yeah, pretty much. She hid the whole pregnancy. She would wear like big clothes, big sweaters. So she hid it as she long as she kind of hid it. The, the one that found out that she was pregnant was her mom. How, how many months along? Probably like six, seven months already. Almost when she yeah. was No wonder. Well, that makes sense. So she didn't get big? Nah, she didn't get big. She was small. She got big for my daughter. My daughter fucked her up. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking car. <laughs> so her parents are like, this motherfucker's gonna get married? Yeah. The, the dad. The dad. Not they, the mom. They, they know that she was uh, going both ways? I think the mom, but the dad knew it. Yeah, they knew that she was. They knew. And they didn't think anything of it? I don't know. I never really answered that question. I just know that. Uh, do you ever do you think about it, or you choose not to think about it? Well, I was to think that if she was to leave me for another girl. I'm not saying that, bro. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not even asking that question. What I'm asking here is, you have a girl that goes both ways. But before you got into that relationship, she told you. Yeah, she told me. Okay, so you going into this relationship with this woman that you know it goes both ways. Well, how did you break that shit down in your head? I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just, I want to know how you break that shit down in your head. Because, I mean, it's pretty admirable. I mean, if I was to get, get into a relationship with a chick that went both ways, I'd be like, fuck. Get <laughs> me with so what I'm saying here, you got some balls, bro. You know, she said herself, I know how to eat a bitch up. I mean, you're over here saying your ego is so big, which is fucking swell because I'm a show off and you're a show off. <laughs> but you're saying, I could go and conquer this shit. Well, yeah. How do you conquer that? How, how does Jesse conquer that fucking hurricane? That's what I'm asking. Bro, when I seen her the first time, bro, she was beautiful. Beautiful. So I said, you know, this one's mine. So I had literally, I had to win it. I had to win it. I had to go in there with the mindset that, you know what, she's going to be my girl. She's going to be my girl. And I made her my girl. So that's what I'm talking What's the fucking train of thought in that? How, how do you go up against a mountain like that? She wasn't a monster though when I met her. She wasn't no, like that. But you're over here talking to a chick that's fucking chicks. How do you say, I'm going to push this little fucking pebble that's going to be coming to a rock up a fucking mountain? How do you do that? I'm taking this challenge. Because you're still a challenge. I mean, you're still challenging. I mean, every day you get up, it's a fucking challenge. What's up, motherfucker? Good morning, bitch. Get your ass over there and fucking go to work. And pick up the kids after. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you have to. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get the balls and say, this is, this is what I want? Well, like I said, when I met her, she was beautiful. You know, she was, she was just something that I knew that was out of my league. Something that I knew that I was on my league, that I was like, you know what, I ha this has to be mine. You know, and I fought for it. Come you know? on, me. You didn't care. Nah, yeah, I didn't oh, care. I mean, package. dude, we go to the mall. One time we went to the mall and we got followed by some girl that she knew. You know, and she's hiding in between the clothes. I'm like, you know her or something? She's like, nah, I don't know her. Esme's hanging in the clothes? Yeah, she's hanging in between <laughs> the clothes. Like JC Penny, she's hanging in between the clothes. Okay, like, shorty, dog. What, what I'm asking here is, do you knew when you got mentally fucked? You got masturbated. Your mind got mind fucked. It's a like, man masturbation. Well, you That's know. what attracted you to it. And, and, and you liked it. And you said, I got to go fucking see what the fuck is out there. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you're a fucking daredevil. And you're a fucking show off. And you say, I'm going to pull this one off. 
But did you think about it, or you just went fucking balls deep and say fuck it? Nah, you go balls out. Nah, rifle. Nah, you go balls out and rifle. You know, if fuck, if it would have been a mistake, you, you know, you made a mistake, you found out, you learn, and you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip, bro. So does she ever come out with shit that that blows your mind, like like what the fuck? Does she call you in the middle of the fucking day and she says, I want to kill this bitch right now? And like, why? Well, she's making a left turn and I want to go straight. No, actually, um, she don't call me. She only calls me, like, when shit goes down. Hey, you know what? The kids are sick. Go pick them up at school. Or before you get out of work, you got to do this. Or, or, or bring this home. Or, or pick that up. Don't forget about this. Like, yesterday... Fucking be ready at 5 o'clock because I'm going to get here and we're going to go buy some Halloween stuff. Okay. I get to, we go wherever we go and credit card. All right, here. She pays and we leave. I pay the bill. <laughs> that's, that's a typical marriage. All right, Jesse. This is, this is the point of no return right here, dog. I know you like a bad motherfucker, bro. Since I met you and we hooked up, I was like, this is the best motherfucker I know. I told you, you're my go-getter guy. You get all my shit. Remember? Yes, I do. All right. We're going to do this Vegas story again. We're not going to say the name of the restaurant or the name of the hotel. Oh, all right. But bring this motherfucker home, bro. This is the best story ever. So you got to bring that bitch in. All right. No, remember, we're not naming the hotel, the date that it happened, or the restaurant. Alright. Can, can, can we call the restaurant out? Yeah. Okay, so we are bringing the restaurant out. Okay. Wendy's. <laughs> okay, we can see. Alright, so we go to Vegas on a weekend. We go clubbing. It's my, my, my boy's sister's birthday. And then it's the sister, the brother, and the older brother. And it's me, my girl, and about four or five other couples. You know, we're in a big group. So we go clubbing. You know, we get out of the club. We're, we're going back to our hotel. You know, and the girls are like, hey, you know what? We're hungry. All right, cool. So we go to Wendy's. We go to Wendy's, yeah. <laughs> we go to Wendy's. We walk in. We're chilling. The girls are standing in the front. They're going to order their food. They're going to order their food. And as they're ordering their food, this guy comes out of nowhere and he cuts into my friend's sister's right in front. So then my homie's sister tells him, hey, you know what? The line's in the back. You know, you got to get in the back. The line's back there. You know, you can't cut in line. So the guy turns around and she's like, man, fuck you, bitch. So then my homie's in the back of her. He turns around and he's like, hey, this guy just called your sister a bitch. So then we're all sitting down on the table. We all get up the, from the table and we start smashing on this girl. I'm talking about beating this guy down. We literally picked up chairs, ripped tables off the freaking floor, slammed them on this guy. Fucking guy wouldn't go down, man. Guy would fucking get up. Fucking get up. Bloody as hell, whatever. But the guy would get up. Was, then, he, was this guy a paisa or what? Nah, he was a white white boy. What? Yeah. White took a beating like he that? took a fucking beating, bro. Like a champ. <laughs> bleeding, bro. Bleeding. I'm talking about bleeding. We left that guy bleeding. Fucking Wendy's was... <laughs> I don't think there was a fucking chair you could sit down. You got your fucking head red I don't think there was a chair they could sit down in there, bro. That guy got smacked with every chair. What's up? Tables. We ripped like two or three, four tables off the ground. Damn, dog, so what you're telling me is that you motherfuckers took the fucking chairs out of the fucking concrete floors? Yeah, bro. We ripped the, the, 
the tables. We ripped the tables off the fucking floors, bro. That's how we, dude, we were drunk, bro. We were coming from the club. Hey, we were only one fucking white boy? Drunk. Only one fucking white boy against probably like six fucking Mexicans, bro. Well, we got ripping chairs out of fucking. Because the guy wouldn't go down. Dude, we fucking clocked him, hit him. Was that for a PCP or what? I don't know, bro. He had to be on something. Because, come on, bro, to take a couple of tables and a couple of chairs in the back and the face. And All the right. Back, you know? So let me, let me put this out there. This motherfucker saw a fucking wet back chick like me and you. And he said, fuck this fucking wet pack. I'm going to get her out of the fucking way because I'm fucking coming through. I'm a man. Yeah. And he never much. fucking thought there was going to be five fucking Mexicans back there. I guess not. But five can... well-dressed Mexicans sitting at a Wendy's. That's my first. See, if I walk into a Wendy's and I see five old Mexicans dressed to the fucking top, like looking stunned, like, oh shit, why are these five Mexicans well-dressed here? Obviously, they mean to fuck somebody up because they're just waiting for somebody. Dude, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I've ever disrespected anybody, especially a girl. I've never tried to cut in line, especially not on a girl. And and if there's a girl there, I always think like, dude, either that girl came by herself or she came with somebody. Somebody's and there with that chick. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, to us, it doesn't matter. Even to me, if somebody disrespects my girl, I'm gonna go up on that guy, wherever it's at. You know, I go to the gym, the fucking guy at the gym. Hey, you training her? Nah, that's my wife, bro. Well, I could train her if she won't take your time. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, that's my wife. Like, I'll train her myself, you know? Like, get, get out of here. Fools are trying to train isn't it? Yeah, some guy. You take me to that guy. I want to see what Oh, no, trust me. Trust me, bro. <laughs> me and this guy at the gym already got into it, bro. He's, he's fucking one of the trainers. Dude, we already got into it. That fool knows better already, dog. Like, I, I fucking had to call his district manager because I told him straight out, look, I'm going to beat the shit out of this guy. Like said, I'm Jesse, I write letters and I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy. Like you I'm know? a letter writer. Like like I don't care, bro. Like, you know this guy wants to see him like he's a trainer, you know, but he ain't no fucking trainer, bro. He's just here, you know, to see which girl he could fucking train for you know? Like nah. Get some action out yeah, of here. Yeah, get some action, get the fuck out of here. Like, nah, she could waste all my time, don't worry about it, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just you saving him, right? Yeah, pretty much, you know, like, like, get away from here, you know, like, I even told the manager, like, look, bro, I don't care about, you know, like, whatever this guy does here, I don't care, and when I'm here with my wife, bro, fucking respect that, you know, like, whether I'm not training her, if I'm showing her something, it doesn't mean I'm training her, but I'm showing her how to do something, you know, if she wants to do it, that's fine, but trust me, if she's gonna train with somebody, it ain't gonna be with him. And Jesse, so, when, when you finally said, fuck this, I gotta marry fucking Esme, you know, it's... You gotta make it official some way, some sort. You, you told me before you did it, and she was already in agreement with it. How did you break that shit down to her? How did you tell her, you know what, we're gonna get married? Well, look, the way I look at it, the way we looked at it, was it, it's a beneficiary wedding. Because obviously, you know, she has a job that doesn't give her insurance. Okay, in order for her to have my insurance, she needs to be my wife, my significant other, you know. And if I put paperwork into my my insurance, they ask us for a marriage certificate or something that we've been together for a long time. So you know, I tell you know what, I think it's about time we do it, you know, because I have a life insurance. Um, yeah, medical benefits. I have life yeah, insurance. I have medical benefits. I got prescriptions. I got four hundred one k. I got retirement. You know, I got everything. I got the works. So, like, my kids are already getting all that benefit. So, I told her, look, if something was to happen to me, you ain't going to get any of it, you know, just because you're hard-headed and you don't want to get married. You know, like, if it's work already 10, 11 years, what makes you think that a paper is going to break us up, you know? Like, well, that paper might even make us stronger, you know, bond us even stronger, you know? And to me, that's what happened, you know? Like, we're, we're stronger now, you know? We're... we're we're one. We're equal as one. You know. We're yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty smart the way you fucking put it out there. So it does take a fucking beast to dumb up another beast, right? Yeah. You gotta be the beast master. Yeah. Now, you know what? He's no longer Jesse the roller. Now he's Jesse the beast master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Check this out. This is a question I've been wanting to ask somebody, and you're the perfect person to ask this. Seeing how Esme went to fucking camp for a couple years and it made a woman out of her. I mean, because obviously they were like done with this chick. And she, 
and you know, bro, if she would have got to that camp, she would either ended up pregnant at a real young age, or fucking started hyping, or, you know, because obviously she was a fucking train without a fucking track, you know. Yeah, pretty much. You have a son, and you have a daughter. Uh, how old is your boy? Eleven, nine. Twelve. My 12. son is twelve. Twelve. Fuck. Twelve. And how old is your little girl? My daughter is nine. Alright. Alright. What do you think about... You know how we have selective service here? Yeah. Okay. When you're 18, you sign up for the selective service. What do you think about for every kid to go out and serve two years? Every kid. No. Boy or girl? No. Why not? Because to me, to me, yeah. I'm not speaking for others, I'm speaking for myself. My kids are not worth... To fight for a war for somebody else. But the, the, I'm not saying a war. Just serve. Serve. Like National Guard? Mexico has a, a thing where you go march. Uh, Israel has their thing. You know, everybody serves one way or another. The way to become... See, because this country is, is falling away from nationalism. You know, everybody's from everywhere now. Yeah. You know, so I'm just saying some people do need to get into that train of thought. You know, this is my country. This is what I believe in, you know, and you got to train everybody how to use a military gun. I mean, we're having all these problems with guns. We're walking around. Everybody's getting shot. Nobody sees where it's coming from. True. You know, so if we get a kid like one of my sons. I have a 21-year-old and a fucking 19-year-old. If something goes down, what are they going to do? They don't have a gun. They, they don't know how to use a gun. You know, I mean, I do have pussy kids. You know, so when our country goes into a, a state of mind where everything's about Twitter, you know, or Amazon, everything's too easy. We have no, not, nothing to, to, I mean, you busted your ass since you were a little guy. Our kids are not busting their ass. There's a lot of kids out there in the world that are not busting their ass. Yeah, but see, the, the difference, like I said, we go back to, to, to teaching your kids the culture of, of how you got, you know, yeah, but how you grown up. Kids in like, I, I teach my kids, hey, you know what, well, look, this is life. Look, this is, this is, I take look, my kids down to school. You see my world. sons. Every time I see one of my sons, they give me a kiss on the cheek. How are you, dad? How's it going? No, the same thing. Okay. My, my son, okay. he might not you do it in front of you. You put me in one every, of my sons. You put either one of my sons in a car and say, all right, fucker, here you go. And, and they're driving down the fucking interstate. They get off that tire. Are they going to get up and change the tire? If you showed them how to do it, I'm pretty sure 100% he would get off and change that tire. But if he doesn't know how to do it, then he will not. Well, I'll tell you for a fact. I've taught those guys how to change a fucking tire. I've made them change tires, and they'll still call AAA. Because they remember how hard it was. And that's the thing, that, that we're making pussies that's fucking... Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I tell my kids, you have to do what you want for you, for yourself. You can't call somebody and be like, hey, you know what, I need See, you to do this. If you know how to do it, why are you going to call somebody to come and do it? And you're gonna want... What's going on with this country right now is that everybody expects for somebody else to do their stuff. Other countries, everybody's pretty much one of their own. Well, yeah, because... This country puts everything out there for everybody to call AAA, to to call four one one, to call three one one. You know, for for you know like, for everybody to be like, oh, well, hey, you know what? They put something on the on a TV for a commercial. Hey, you need help with 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 a light bulb. You know, call this number. You know, okay. we'll come and help you. Like nah, they just, See, this country makes it for. That there was a selective service that you had to do a mandatory two years. You would be more concerned about what's going on in your country. Like right now, we have an election going on. Nobody really gives a fuck. Last time we had a, a, a vice presidential debate. Did you Did you see the vice presidential debate last night? Did you watch it? Honestly, no. Okay, I didn't watch it either. And I figured it was gonna be a good one. And it was a good one. I watched it last week though, last Tuesday. Yeah, I watched that one because I want to see the I want to see the show. It was like like a pay per view. Like, it was like a UFC. Yeah. You know, I sat here and, and you know I had popcorn, I had beer. You know, but I think that if people invest some kind of time into 
civic duty. Look, what I think this has to be to to service elective service. And right now, high schools are getting into like, oh, you gotta invest some time into your community and volunteer before you can graduate. But I'm thinking, if you put people to serve two years in in some kind of military training, military training is 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 a skill based. It is a skill. Okay. All right. All right. I don't. I I. I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I would agree with it more if political people would do the same thing with their kids. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I said everybody, mandatory. I, I understand that. Person. I understand that. But it comes to a point when you're a congressman or, or, or a mayor okay, or, or somebody high up there that for some reason, oh, my kids can't go. Why? Like, we're speaking of today. How many people in Congress, from their kids, do you know that are enlisted in the service? And I'll let you know, 2016, there's only two. Okay. From so this Congress. Is I, well, this is what I'm two. saying. So you have to serve two years elected service no matter who you are. If you want to run for office, those two years have to be any office. Any office. If you want to be a, 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 a political... Whatever. Run a career as a politician, which is stupid because who makes money off their fucking civic duty? Because that is a civic duty. Yeah. Uh, but you do have to serve two years. Everybody. If you start doing the changes like that, believe me, we're not going to be invading any countries because you're going to start feeling the own, the death of other people's kids. You are going to start feeling it because they're going to be eventually be your kids. So I think that that may, maybe we do have to have, and and this is not being brought here today like something I came up with. This is something that's out there. Actually, people are talking about doing something like this. Look, Dick Cheney sent our fucking kids out there to get fucking killed. How many of our fucking kids got killed, or fucking with their arms cut off, or a leg? I mean, or, or the PTSD shit that's happening right now. I mean, how, how many more bums are we going to have on the fucking street? But, but and they're this, not bums. They're people that have yeah, fucking mental problems. Yeah, we see them as fucking this, bums. This country portrays that, oh, we take care of our, our, our army veterans. Bro, I know army veterans that are homeless. Bro, I see army veterans. <laughs> I see army veterans walking around with fucking shit coming out of their fucking legs, bro. Like, like, like really? There, there's a guy at the gym that I go. He, he has two legs cut off. The two legs are cut off. He's an army veteran. He's, he lives in the street in Alhambra. And he goes to the Yeah, he's homeless. And you go to a country club. Yeah. <laughs> so that veteran has access to your country club? <laughs> he's homeless. You know, and, and that's, that's what I show my kids. Look at, you know, these guys, you know, they, they don't want to work. They don't want to do this. Or, or this country, you know, you want to go to war. This country ain't going to take care of you like the way they say they do. You know, I had a friend that uh, wasn't gang-related, and he got killed by a gunshot, you know, because his brother was from a gang. They thought it was him. They shot him. He died. They gave his family $1,000, and, and uh, uh, I think he was a Marine, so they gave him a burial, Marine burial, 21 yeah, salute and everything. A thousand bucks. Seven shots? Seven. seven guns, three shots? Yeah. Or three guns, seven shots? Seven guns, three shots. They gave him the 21 salute and a thousand dollars for your and services. A and a flight for your services. Is that fair? Okay, so this is what I'm saying. We get every motherfucker to do two years. By the time this thing fucking revolves around, it's gonna be a whole different state of mind. True. I, and I believe it. I do believe it. Yeah, I do believe it. Because people are going to open their eyes and see, like, wait a minute. This is right. This is wrong. You're a gun owner. I'm a gun owner. We know that our guns are safe in our house. Okay? And now we have all these people that are crying around that, oh, our guns are, you know, are not safe. How do you know my gun's not safe? How do you know how, how I store my gun? Guns don't kill people. Okay, Charles Heston. People kill people. Yeah. People so what I'm people. saying here is, if everybody does a mandatory two-year military service, they're gonna know how to use a gun. How to control a gun. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. They're gonna know how to clean it, how to control it, how to be safe with it, how, how to use it in a positive See, what way. What I'm thinking here is that this country needs a little more nationalism. We need to become more American. Yes. This but, melting okay. pot. Another okay. thing that you have to understand. No, no. One. But another thing that you have to understand is that, like, say in Florida, Texas, Nevada, you're a little bit more free to have a gun and show it. California doesn't give you that. No, right. I'm not talking California, bro. I'm talking across the country, bro. I mean, no, no, no. Cross country, you could have guns. See what I'm saying? California is the only state that doesn't let you. And there's a reason for that. It's not I, just I wanted because. A, I wanted to buy a gun rack for my willies, for my Jeep, and not available in California or New York. A gun rack for yeah, my truck. Not a gun, about. a gun rack. Yeah, you can. You know, just a gun rack. Yeah, you can. If I want to receive a, poli- that, a police officer can have one in his car, though. Well, that's a that's a, a civic car. That belongs. What's the difference, though? If it's illegal for you, why can't it be illegal for them? For me to get my ammunition for my AR, you have to go out of state. No, well, no, out of the city limits of LA. LA County LA. does not let you. No, LA City. LA City? LA City, yeah. Cause, still. Yeah, because Alhambra's still LA County, so I have to get my shit shipped out to Alhambra. S- San Diego, Alhambra. You, you can't go to Lancaster, that's still LA County. You, LA County's big. Oh, no, but no. El, San, Lancaster, Palmdale, they can, they can get bullets. Alhambra can get bullets. LA City cannot get bullets. Pasadena? I don't know about Pasadena, but but the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, they ain't gonna say that. Oh no, and I'm not buying them here anywhere. I'm getting them shipped into my yeah, house. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, that's the best thing you could do. No, but I still cannot get them in my house. I have to go give an address from Alhambra so they could deliver to Alhambra. So the Man, the FedEx driver picks them up wherever I buy them at. So it's 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 already with a FedEx driver. So those that ammunition is already protected by FedEx. So the FedEx puts it on one of the FedEx airplanes. They ship it to California, Atlanta, and LAX. Ship it to Alhambra. A FedEx, a FedEx driver takes it to Alhambra and, and they have to get signed out in Alhambra. How and come I can get it in LA? I mean, the same, the same thing's gonna happen. I just got this fucking print right now. I have to go out there and sign for it. Yeah, because those are the FedEx driver. Those How are come the, they don't trust me that I can receive my ammunition? Those are the, those are the messed up laws that the Los Angeles County has. Those are just laws. There's just dude, you could you could go outside and, and spit in front of a cop and if the cop wants to give you a ticket because it's illegal. You could go online and check up LA County has thousands of stupid laws. Just ridiculous laws that you'd be like, dude, how can they make that a law? Hey Jesse, how high do you open the window when the cops pulls you over? About two, three inches. Two, three inches. Two, three inches. And what do you tell him when he says, roll down your window, sir? Uh, why didn't you pull me over? So you roll down the window two, three inches? Excuse me, yeah. Excuse me, officer, why did you pull me over? And then he says, excuse me, sir, roll, roll down your window a little more. Now I can hear you. Yeah, but I, I, I want to be able to punch you through, through the window, so can you please roll down your window a little bit more? No, I can't. I turned off my car, the power window won't go down. You're not scared that he's gonna fuck the shit out of you? Why? That's why we, we... You as a citizen, if you know your rights and you know your laws, then you know when an officer is doing the right job or the wrong job. And that's, that's what's wrong with society now. That they get manipulated by police or law enforcement, you know, or, or they get intimidated and they feel scared, so they do what they ask. Let's they're say they're this, public this, servants. He's a public servant. An okay. officer is a public servant. Let, let's say this public servant is roided out. He's on fucking steroids. It's fine. Can the definition of, of right and wrong is not right and wrong because he's he's a he's a pit bull. It's okay. Very caffeinated pit bull. Very, very Red Bull pit bull. That's fine. Excuse me, sir. Um, I feel threatened right now. I feel intimidated. You're an officer with a gun. Like I said, I feel intimidated. Can you please call your watch commander or can you call your supervisor? Thank you. That's it. 
You do everything in a professional manner. You don't have to record. If he has a body camera, he sees that you're not, you know, the watch commander gets there or, or the supervisor. And then, hey, you know what? If he steps back, I'll step out of the vehicle and I'll talk to you in front of you in my vehicle. Okay, can you please step back? Sure. Boom. Gets off. Boom. I get off my vehicle. You know, we want to talk. Hey, what happened? Hey, you know what? He stopped me. For what reason? I don't know because he didn't want to tell me. You know? Okay. The moving violation that you drive around in, the little Honda uh-huh. moving violation, it looks like all the parts that you got for that car have been stolen. So let's say, I, okay, wait, wait, I'm not saying you stole them, but it looks like everything on that car is fucking stolen. Because there's no way a fucking Beaner in Boyle Heights is going to be driving that car like that. This car looks like it's been put together with a bunch of people's cars. Having said that, because I know there's eBay and that you buy all your shit legally, because this guy's not a fucking burglar or anything like that. But, so I'm a cop, I'm driving behind you, I see this real fast car, a real fast Civic, a real loud Civic with fucking a dumping base, and I'm like, how come that motherfucker with that fucking fro? Or shaved head, whichever state of mind you're in, because I never know how to see you anymore. Like, to, the other day I saw you ball, today I have a fro. I don't know how much you. Yeah, not testosterone going there, huh? Too much hair. So he pulls you over, because obviously that's a moving violation. It's fucking this far off the ground, and it's like two inches off the ground. You know, the ribs are more expensive than the fucking car. So. Obviously, he knows you're up to something, because he's not done. So you still roll down the window a quarter inch? Yes, sir. And say, hi, sir. That's right. Good afternoon, officer. You, you turn, turn off the car? car. Turn off the vehicle. You put the keys on the, on the dash? I put the keys on the dash. I put them in my hand, put my two hands on top of my steering wheel, and wait for the officer to roll up. If he has a partner, of course, he's going to roll up to the passenger side, which that window will be fully closed. What's up? Gotta wrap it up. So, editor said it's a wrap up. Sandy Girl said we gotta wrap this shit up. Alright, we can continue next time. Yeah, brother. Well, now we're gonna close this one up. Uh, so, I guess you have an Instagram account. What is it? I have an Instagram. Uh, Jesse Herrera. 2680, and I have a Twitter account, Jesse Casanova. And what's Esmus? Uh, I don't think I could say that. Well, say it. I did it. I had to do it last night in our outro, so. Uh, you know what? Let me look it up, because. Do you have it, Sadie? It's Beaner Snatch. Huh? Beaner Snatch. Beaner Snatch. Beaner Snatch on Instagram. So that's Beaner Snatch on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Jesus Christ. And then you could always follow us at, at Homie Science Podcast. And, and that's... Just, no, it's just Homie Science on Twitter. Yeah. So, oh, Homie Science Well, my, my Twitter is the same thing. It's uh, Jesse Casanova. And then as a profile, it says Homie Science. Homie Science on Twitter. So, thank you. And that's a wrap. See you next week. Fool.